This is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. And welcome to the bullpen Tuesday edition as Brandon gets set over there. Hi. How are you? Okay. All right. Mike is on. I am feeling good. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to this Tuesday afternoon. Fine day out there. 54 degrees. Not too sunny, though. Ah, man. It was... 38 this morning when I went outside, and that was not fun. Actually, I don't know if it's reached 54. That's supposed to be our high. That should be a nice day. I don't you know. Think nice it's... day to get out and play some. Uh, Says it's 50 or 47 or right now. What time? Four, Four, how? 47. 47. What time? What time? Dude, it is one o'clock. Dude, I've clearly been here too long. ESPN Austin listening to the bullpen. That's Hello. Correct. Good afternoon. 512-834-1027 is our number if you'd like to weigh in on anything you hear today. As you heard the man say, opinions are always welcome. Amen. Always. Amen. Welcome. Did you get a chance to watch any of that game last night? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, kind of surprised when I woke up this morning to see that the, the commanders had won Washington, last night. Washington breaking some Kensington hearts here in and Philadelphia. we were pretty adamant at the end of yesterday's show saying there's no way that of all teams to... <laughs> take down the undefeated record, it would be the Commanders. Yeah, another 5-5. Five five. But good for them because yeah. it, they looked good. It was a good win for them. Nah, it, it looked really good. Uh, definitely the run game uh, looked looked pretty good. Yeah. Well, it looked, looked really good. And we're definitely uh, going to be diving into more of uh, the Monday Night Football and the heartbreak for the Philadelphia Eagles coming up. But what? It's not too much of a heartbreak. Well, you know, they they're, didn't want to lose. They there. wanted that goose egg. And I'll tell, yeah. you you know, I'll tell you who's still happy. Every member of the 1972 Dolphins. Yeah. Every single one of them. Which ones are still around? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would just like say... Like Larry Zonka, for I saw, Yeah, I saw A.J. Brown at the end of the game say, now we can put all this uh, undefeated bleep behind us. Uh, yeah. So you got to imagine it was getting to them a little bit. I, so. think, I, think, I, I think in any sport, whether it be team or individual, let's say you're a boxer, is it, having, having an undefeated goose egg next to your record as a boxer, that is, it's, it's huge pressure. Yeah. Yep. And then once you get past that, now you got a one, or you know, in, in this case, Philadelphia, they got a one now. All right, now you don't have to worry about holding on to that unbeaten record. Worry mm-hmm. about what matters and just keep winning. Amen. You know, so it's kind of liberating in, in a way. Man, for, for some teams. That was nice. great. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I was the edge of my seat the whole time. So we'll definitely be talking a little bit more about the Monday Night Football game, but uh, we're going to kick things off today with more European expansion in the National Football League. Oh, yeah? Have you heard about this? No. Where they want to go. They're eyeing games now in Spain and France. <laughs> I mean, the, this international growth. Um, uh, they're atop the league's wish list as it continues to look internationally for revenue growth. Sure. Of course, uh, you guys, Seattle, lost to the Bucks in Munich over the weekend. Yeah. 21-16 at Allianz Arena. They had first one Germany, good yeah. half of football, Listen, and it I, wasn't the first I'm half. telling you, that, that last five, six minutes or so, and I said this yesterday, I was extremely impressed with what I saw from, from most of the offense, but specifically Geno Smith. Sure. It looked fantastic. It just they just couldn't pull it off, but there was a brief moment. Brief moment. I just thought I thought they just might. They were a missed field goal and one fumble away from winning that game. Isn't it always 100%, like that? One hundred percent. I had no doubt they would have scored if he didn't fumble on that play. I don't know what they were thinking calling that play, and he just looked yeah. discombobulated from the beginning. He should have just dropped. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Here we are. They won. And here we are. Go. At least so, they, at least I got a buy, so they can't go. lose next right. Week. So this, this was a first for Germany. It's part of a four-year deal that the league's hoping is going to extend long-term. You know, London's been hosting regular season games since 2007. Uh, but beyond Germany, which could also get additional games very soon, the league's analysis of fan growth and commercial potential really put Spain and France 
quote, very much on our radar, according to uh, NFL head of UK and Europe, Brett Gosper. Let's make sure they uh, keep an eye on the field turf next time, because that's still a topic of discussion, at least from one side. Yeah, well, Bruce, know, Irvin's, well, Bruce, Bruce Irvin's certainly not happy about Bruce that. Bruce Irvin's not happy. Pete Carroll mentioned it this afternoon. Um, but again, I haven't heard one thing about the, the Buccaneers having a problem with it, and and they played the same on the same field. It's because yeah, they won. True. You got to wonder, I'm you know, sure what, behind the scenes, I'm sure they'd probably tell you the same thing. That field was trash. You got to wonder if the former Mr. Giselle Bunchen would have been complaining about it had he lost. Could be, right? He didn't really fall much. The only one, only time he fell was <laughs> well, <laughs> when the actually, pass was thrown in by Leonard Fournette. I like, don't know. I, that that uh, I, I read an article where where that fall actually that the, the turf is actually being credited somewhat for for Brady taking that. Okay. That, well, that, he didn't complain, still, but he didn't complain. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they lost, he might have said something that could have been a turning point, which I really thought it was. But and if again, the NFL's most most famed geriatric is not complaining about falling, ah, then maybe you guys shouldn't be complaining at twenty two, right? Yeah, fair enough. Suck it up and play until the game. someone loses a and someone until someone blows an Achilles. Or Look, an you can't ACL. make them happy over here. They're complaining. We don't like this artificial. We want real grass. So they go over there and they're like we don't like this real grass at all. Well, again. I think it's different over there because no, it, it is. is a soccer pitch. It, it is. is probably I think it was different. A, turf probably a softer ground because a lot of the the consensus was that no one could really catch their grip yeah. on the on the ground. Yeah. So no, I'm just giving them a hard time. Yeah. Whatever. So, look, these are millionaires. You can play I some know. play some grass I once know. in a while and sink in and shut up. Man, I'll run around the grass for a hundred grand. Let you me and know. Me both. My Let friend. me know. What up? Uh, so uh, it looks like here Spain's got the slight edge because the Bears and the Dolphins they've now got uh, quote home marketing rights in that country. The NFL is apparently divvying up they, the Bears and the Dolphins. Have marketing rights for home, all of Espana? Home marketing rights for Spain, yeah. Not bad. Uh, apparently the NFL is divvied up international rights to interested teams. They cover 10 different countries. Uh, Australia, Brazil, Canada, Germany, Ghana, Mexico, and the UK, but no teams have any rights in France. So that makes a little bit more sense. Maybe they bought the rights to the Seattle home games Germany did, and that's why they became such a big fan base over there. Yeah, also the Jags have played okay. a ton over there, too. Huh. Jags have played nine times. Nine times. Nine to quote times, Mr. Rooney. Nine times. Nine times. I'm looking at it guy. right here. It says... <laughs> Christ! <laughs> oh, she just passed away, too, recently. She was great. Ed. You sounded like Daddy Harry. Oh, Ed. <laughs> Ed. Pulls up. Keeps pulling pencils out of her, her little top knot in the back of her head. <laughs> her little boat knot or whatever. Bueller's online, too. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. So, Back to uh, football we go. So in Spain, they got Real Madrid's uh, Santiago Bernabeu Stadium. I think that's how you said it. Uh, it's undergoing real big renovations right now. It's going to include a soccer pitch that retracts to make way for artificial Thank turf Thank that can be used for American football with a capacity topping 80K. Did I not mention that when we brought this up last time? They have enough to be able to you know, kind of move things around right. and get the which one you want. Right. Because right. Arizona makes does sense. it. Makes perfect sense. Las Vegas does it. And if you're going to be All flying guys over there. Stadiums they, have it. Yeah. You're going to be flying guys over there. Yeah, you you want to be as prepared as you can. Mm-hmm. We don't want any more of this complaining about yep. the field. Also, they're complaining over there in Germany because we ripped up the field. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And they're on, the, they're on the hook for it now. Play a tougher sport NFL. than soccer, you know, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the amount of flopping is kind of I'm just, yeah, But well, at least it's, it, I feel like it's gone down a lot. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, a long-term deal with the NFL to host London games. Similar system there. Uh, Atletico Madrid Stadium seats 68,000. Uh, 68, uh, so, yeah, it looks like... A, it's pretty average for an NFL stadium. I now. think it's about so, 68. Too. That's still really good, yeah. but... 
Uh, Spain's considering uh, it's considered a, a favorite here also because of the NFL's very large Spanish-speaking base. Nine teams have marketing rights down in Mexico sure. right now. Uh, Stade de France. That's how you say it. I don't really speak much French. <laughs> Nailed uh, it's it. It's just north of Paris. Ooh, has a capacity of more than 80,000 soccer fans. Uh, but elsewhere in Europe, it says the Nordic markets, we're talking about Sweden in particular, I'd go there. Uh, would be next after France and Spain. I would absolutely go there. Their largest stadium seats 50K. Oh, man. And in fact, little known, little known fact, oh. uh, way back in 1988, the Bears oh, and fire. Vikings actually pre- played a preseason game. At, uh, they're, they're in, in Sweden. Interesting. In Sweden. So that's a that's a dream spot for me to go to is anywhere in Sweden. Yeah, for me it's Norway or Norway. Uh, there's a little there's a little town called Finnmark. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, it's farther east than even Saint Petersburg, Russia. Mm-hmm. It's way out there. Yeah, uh, but it's supposed to be some of the most brilliant uh, northern lights anywhere on the globe. Right on. Uh, except for the the International Space Station, we actually fly right through it. I just want to go for the views. The views there. there I don't think you could go wrong up there, you know? Either way, either or. Those clear skies, uh, crisp air. I saw a video on Reddit of people climbing uh, uh, Mount Everest, and there was a line all the way down the mountain almost of people just trying to get up there. So, holy cool. People have a lot of money they just want to blow for no reason Mm -hmm. to to almost die. I mean, I guess it's a feat climbing Mount Everest, but it's a lot of money. Well, if you got it, spend it. I know. Burn a hole Fair in enough. pocket. Fair enough. So as we mentioned, uh, the Seahawks' Bruce Irvin blasted the NFL, uh, among the many blasting the NFL for those field conditions in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he, uh, what did he say? He says, the NFL made us fly 10 hours to play on a terrible-ass field like that. <laughs> Crazy. He's not one to mince words, my friends. <laughs> he, is so. he, uh, he is outspoken, and that's a good thing. Well, you don't want guys getting hurt. You don't want guys sure. tearing, you know, tearing ACLs on this artificial turf like we've seen. Mm-hmm. You also want guys tearing tearing their ACL on this really soft natural turf. So you know, it's going to happen regardless. I, we should just go. They should just go with what the players want because they're the ones on the field playing. Makes it's not sense. rocket science. Apparently it is. Apparently it Apparently is. Apparently Except for, except for the guys like us who just crack microphones. We just know yeah. us, our armchair quarterbacks in us know everything about sports. Right. And that's why you listen, so thank you. <laughs> we do appreciate that. <laughs> and I do mean that. Uh, speaking of tearing ACLs, Aaron Patrick. Ouch. Aaron Patrick suing the NFL and ESPN. Who's Aaron Patrick? And the Rams. And the Chargers. Oh, my. This is all over an ACL tear that he suffered uh, last month. Uh, he was trying to avoid a collision uh, on the sidelines of a Monday night game between the Broncos and the Chargers. And he's now suing various entities for oh, the my. harm caused by, uh, by this injury. It's a civil court lawsuit here. Yeah, he's not going to win that. He's yeah. probably not even going to be on a roster anymore after this. So he alleges negligence in the placement of mats covering cords and cables that led to the, uh, the the feed for the league's replay monitor. Sure. And he says his foot rolled on one of the mats as he tried not to slam into the NFL's green hat TV liaison. His uh, complaint also contends that ownership of the venue had a duty to care, uh, a duty of care rather, to those with access to the field, and that ownership allowed an unsafe condition to exist on the premises. So he's suing pretty much anyone and everyone he could find here. Probably, and go off, gonna, King. Good luck. Listen, if you're going to, it makes sense, yeah. right? I mean, you know, uh, go go after what you can. Eventually, a jury is going to decide this, though. Uh, Patrick probably doesn't bl- bear much blame here. You know, he was just doing his job. Sure. Trying not to wipe out a worker who was. There must have been a lot job. going on behind the scenes as to why he's going through with this. Well, so he says he lost half his salary gotcha. uh, to the bulk of the season. This is a consequence of one of these so called split contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it limits compensation if you're placed on the IR. Split contract? Yeah, I've yeah. never heard of this. Uh, this he, is new to me. He also allegedly uh, he's lost an opportunity to earn player performance bonuses and non-covered yeah. medical expenses, so he wants compensation for all that pain and suffering and the kitchen sink. 
So I got to think he probably got more money with a split contract, and that was the risk. If you get hurt, you're not going to get most of that, especially if you're out for the season. I can't imagine that you would you would agree to a contract like that if you aren't gambling on yeah yeah we'll you're, pay a whole I'm lot gambling more on yourself but don't get hurt yeah you know yeah and and you're playing football clearly i've never a, heard of this guy i didn't even game. know he was a real person he's a linebacker now. so yeah so i mean plays linebacker yeah so uh <sighs> imagine okay so guess what the response might be from the chargers or the rams go to hell mm, in, a, in, in a sense they just <laughs> say any, you know any potential claims are covered by arbitrate the arbitration clause of sure. the collective bargaining agreement well patrick says i'm gonna challenge the cba it doesn't contain a valid and binding arbitration agreement. All right. Bring so, it I on. Mean, he's just going Let's after go. everybody he don't, give, here. he don't give a crap. Listen, you know, if you're a guy, nobody really knows. Make your waves however you can. I mean, look, like you said, he lost half his salary. Any any potential bonuses are now gone because he's not on the field. So, yeah. and But it was also his choice to do the split contract, which, again, I've never heard of. I don't know if the specifics that I'm thinking are true where – it's a gambling contract. You're betting on yourself. Well, it sounds like because I mean, it sounds like he's an unknown guy. So I've yeah. heard I've heard about these before, but it's certainly he's not they're, Aaron they're Judge not betting common. on himself. This is like you know your your triple A uh, slash MLB guy that keeps going up and down. Right. Finally has a chance at something decent and right. then gets hurt. The Crash Davises of the world. Sure. That yeah. Warrior, that's right? a, that's a good example. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so as we were we were talking earlier, we we're talking about that that game last night, Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. and and the Eagles. Their their perfect season now spoiled, and I said there's some 1972 Dolphins, probably all of them, who are still above the earth, who are happy to above see this. Above the earth, yeah. Uh, so wow. okay. going <laughs> to hell. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, here's a tweet. Thank you, Washington Commanders. As in 2020, when you knocked out the Steelers, I'm a Washington fan tonight. Who said that? Larry 19- Zonka. Yeah, it was Larry Zonka. Yeah. Wasn't Larry Zonka on American Gladiators, like in the early '90s? I think he helped. I think I think I thought he was a host. I don't. I could I be don't wrong. Remember. See, I remember staying up real late as a kid, like barely being able to stay up past Saturday Night Live to watch American Gladiators, uh, and I and I want to say Larry Zonka was a host. I, I, it's been I a long, always obviously been a long time. Yeah, I always wanted to do that for the obstacle course, and then the one where they shoot tennis balls at you. I don't know if that's oh actually God, guts. Yeah. Or if that was American Gladiator. No, no, no. Yeah, the, yeah, the Gladiator. He was up there. And yeah, he had a high-powered sh- cannon. Yeah, shooting tennis balls at you. And then yeah, you had, you as the Gladiator or the 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 contestant, you yeah. had to get up, and you had to hide and and get take cover. Right. And you had like a little missile launcher, and you could. That's like, right. Yeah. And oh and you had God. to hit the little red circle. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a dunking also, booth, but it was kind of like that. Speaking you know, of guts, win. I miss hearing the aggro crag every every morning. Or every day yeah. that I'd watch Nickelodeon. The, Guts. Is that what... Uh, Mike O'Malley. It's a little past my time. Guts, uh, Agro Crag? The Agro Crag. Which was... It's the, it's the final mountain at the end of the show. <laughs> I can't do her accent <laughs> at all, but this lady's accent was perfect. <laughs> and she'd call it the Agro Crag, and it was great. Good Nickelodeon stuff. Guts. Good stuff. I, Shout I've out to anyone it. who remembers that. Please call me and tell me you do because I don't want to be the only guy here. I blame my that. parents for having me too many years early to, to know, but <laughs> uh, I'm with you in spirit. My if you friend. got Paramount Plus, they're all all the episodes of Guts and all the old Nickelodeon stuff is on there. Gotcha. Which is confusing because anyway, we don't need to talk about that. Let's move on back <laughs> on the sports. I could go off about this all day. So how bad was that face mask call last night? I mean, uh, this, this was awful. Apparently, it was egregious. Did you not see it? It was it was real bad. Uh, so so to, to set it up here, it was a third one early in the fourth quarter, and the Eagles were trailing by two. Jalen Hurts completed a pass to, to Dallas, Go, uh, Dallas Goddard. Goddard. And uh, this would have been a first down. 
Uh, and uh, here's actually the, let's see here, here, here's how it sounded on the side. Pass to the tight end. And up to the uh, balls taken away. Right now they're calling this a catch, a fumble, and a return by Davis. Took it away from Goddard. And everything's at a standstill. We'll see if this counts or not. And Goddard is down and injured. Yeah, so it was kind of scary. I mean, Goddard's lying there, obviously uh, in pain. So they go and they start looking at the replay here. And Troy Aikman sees what we all saw. It looked like Jamin Davis came in and was able to strip it. He's got a hold of the face mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ball. I thought he got the ball, but he got the face mask and the ball came out. It was the hit there on the back side. Then the question is... Well, they missed the face mask. And uh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, that is a resounding Apparently. yes. Uh, Washington recovered. Uh, tacked on a 55-yard Joey Sly field goal. Uh, and that's that. I mean, up to lead to six. Eagles had two more opportunities to answer, but I mean, their best opportunity ruined by another turnover, a, a, a fumble on the 50, uh, following a 51-yard completion. I mean, th- yeah. they beat themselves to some degree, but this was an, this was an awful, awful call. Sure. I mean, clearly. So uh, after the game, uh, NFL uh, referee Alex Kemp was actually asked uh, about that, and and he said we, we just didn't see just it, missed it, human yeah. error. We didn't see a face mask on the field. Everybody else did, yeah. But but the officiating crew didn't. And here's a problem: until that becomes a, re- a view, you a can't review. review. Yeah, you can't right. review that. They should I don't be see reviewable. Why not. Yeah, I don't know why stuff like that isn't reviewable because that is a big big play to have that happen on. I mean, it's huge. The only way to miss it. The only really way, bad. though, that that ever happens, you get twenty-four owners together to make the call here to make that change. Um, yeah. But you know, when when there's, yeah, I mean, when when the game is on potentially on the line, mm-hmm. and a guy potentially or, gets hurt, or at least have or at least allow a coach's challenge to be able to allow you to go back and review certain plays that may not technically be reviewable. Say you win two challenges, or. Or some some something happens to where then you're allowed an extra coach's challenge on a non-reviewable play. Yeah, Mike Florio with Pro Football Talk he makes an argument too. Uh, it's one of the NFL's obligation when it comes to ongoing spread of legalized gambling. He says it's incumbent on the league to take all reasonable steps to improve the officiating functions. One reasonable, easy, uh, simple, cheap, and long overdue. Mm-hmm. He says, remember this quote, normal incidents of the game, such as bad snaps, drop passes, turnovers, penalty flags, and play calling inevitability will fuel speculation, distrust, and accusations of point shaving and yep. game fixing. Roger yeah. Goodell, 2009, as the NFL tried uh, very, very hard against the legalization of sports gaming in Delaware. Mm-hmm. Well, so here, here we go. are. Here you go, Roger. <laughs> yep. So uh, anyway, it, it was a, it was a nasty call. A lot of people didn't like that. I I, I, I credit to the the commanders. They lo- they looked really good last night. Commanders might not be a team you want to mess with, mess around with. They they're gonna play spoiler, and they might actually be good next year. Brian Robinson, uh, he looked great. You know, Taylor Heineke looked really good, yeah, and he was partying. I last mean, they night. are. Did yeah. you see some of those videos? Oh, uh, I saw on? him on the plane also, yeah. where he's got iced out chains yeah. all over his neck. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> apparently that's becoming a, a more common theme with him. I, I've I've seen that after. Uh, Previous Look, if you win, you can do whatever you want, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, 5-5 five and five they are now, you know, those commanders. Still on the way, Browns preparing for the return of Deshaun Watson. Not to mention Washington has probably one of my most favorite humans alive, Who's Ron, that? Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's a good dude. Yes. Good dude. Uh, Jerry Jones defending Dak Prescott mm-hmm. and 
Got a uh, former major leaguer who's uh, pleading guilty to lying about illegal sports bets. One guy who I thought was going to spend a lot more time in the MLB. All right. Big federal charge for this guy. Can't Five wait. More. You want to give us a call? Can't wait. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number. This is Bullpen. This is the Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bullpen. I'm so scared. That's Brandon Elkins doing his, his best Jesse Spano impression. <laughs> saying by the bell. She, he's so excited. He's so excited. He's so... I'm so scared. scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. See, wow. we got to say, uh, this is why we need a commercial, because I, I mean, a, a video, because otherwise we just come back talking Saved by the Bell. Everybody's in there. Why are they, why are they talking Saved by the Bell right now? Well, there's a reason. It was an organic it, it was an organic process that got us there over the course of like a three and a half minute commercial break. Yep. Anyway, welcome back to the bullpen. I'm Patrick Osborne. He's Brandon Elkin. I'm quite thankful that they can't hear us talk in the background, because uh, we'd probably scare them off. We charge some we money are, for that. We are a weird bunch, Charge some money to that and uh, give it to, you know, a nice charity. All right, cool. Dog charity. Sure. Yes. Animal charity, dog or cat or any, or maybe your knee because you keep pushing it on things. Yeah, <laughs> this is this console's not set up well for guys with uh, bad knees. Move, move to your left just a tad. There you go. Anyway, anyway, uh, so we were talking about the commanders before the break, and it looks like uh, Chase Young is expected to be activated for Sunday. Uh-oh. Uh oh, and somebody uh, just got better. First game since tearing his right ACL and MCL back in, in uh, November. Did the NFC year. East just become relevant again? It's possible. Not no longer the NFC least. Dude was the number two pick in the 2020 draft. Yeah. Named NFL Defensive He's Rookie great. of the Year. But he hurt. Uh, he got hurt in that game against Tampa. November fourteenth, he's been out since then. Uh, returned to practice on November second. I've uh, been a lot of hope that he might have been able to return last night. But defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio was like, eh, let's, mm-hmm. "We want to make sure he's a hundred percent, not ninety nine percent, one hundred percent." Fair, uh, especially and, now. Now, key time for him to come back. Absolutely, they're going to make a playoff push. And guess who they're up against this weekend? Dallas, Houston. Oh, Houston. So. Uh, six uh, and five oof. Washington Commanders after this weekend. I would think so. Didn't you have some info on their uh, their rushing yards? <laughs> the Houston Texans. I do. This now is, this, that we're on the Texans, this, maybe bring this up. This is a very dubious stat. <laughs> you had it next. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I, I, so, not in more than forty years. Not in more than forty years. And we just talked about a sixty-two year streak by a, a different. Texas football squad. Uh, the Dallas yesterday yeah. with the 195 and 0. For, for those who don't remember that, 195 and 0 they were franchi- throughout the history of the franchise. From day from one. Day one, going into the fourth quarter with a lead of 14 points or more until they lost. 194, no, 194 and 1 now? Uh, 195 and 195 1. 195 and 1 now. Still not a bad record. Not at all. But that goose egg, that killed a lot of people's uh, bets. Guaranteed. <laughs> A lot of lot of broken hats over that one. Uh, So the Texans defense, and if you're a Houston fan, you won't be proud of this. Cover. You're not going to be bragging about this when it works. Yes. Texans defense on pace to do something that hasn't been done in more than 40 years, allowing 3,000 rushing yards. 3,000. Through nine games this season, they've given up 1,636 yards on the ground. Right. By far the most of any NFL team. They've only played nine games. A lot of teams though have already played ten. So if the Texans' defense continues this pace through 17 games, they'll give up 3,090 yards. Not, not an NFL record. Close, though. Certainly unheard of, though, in today's NFL when everybody passes the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. 
So the NFL record for most yards allowed on the ground, 3,228. 1978, the Bills did that. Ooh, 70, you say 78? 78. 78 Bills. Uh, the last time an NFL team gave up more than 3,000 yards on a season, 1980. Saints did that, 3,106 rushing yards. That, those were the Aints years. Right. The Aints the years. Aints, right. Yeah, the Aints. Now, one of the games to watch still on the schedule for the Texans, they're going to against their old foe, the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry, and he's going to run all over them. Four consecutive 200-yard <laughs> games against the Texans. Nobody's going to be surprised that if he makes that fight. Well, listen, I mean, you know. That is the sound of a hurt Texans fan I, who doesn't claim to actually be one. Look, I'm not a Texans <laughs> fan, right? I'm an Oilers fan who's, who's still pissed about that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I like Houston, though. I mean, I lived there for seven years. I, I got to really I know, that enjoy would be... the Texans. They're, they were They were fun to watch. But come on. That would be like me liking Oklahoma City Thunder, which I will never do. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Like, it's not that I could ever never. dislike the Texans. They'd never given me a reason I to I do not like them. anything about OKC Thunder. Sorry, not sorry. I, quite, you know, I always liked Wade Phillips when he was around. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're not my team. They never will be. But I, I, I was abandoned by my team yeah. um, when I was a child. So, so you know, so it never came back That's to awful. me. That's a lot awful. of people think because I'm such a big, you know, Red Sox fan... Bruins fan that I'm going to be a big Patriots guy. It would make sense. It would. Not at all. <laughs> Not and then at again, all. nothing ever makes sense with us anymore. So no. that's fair. So uh, one of the, good luck, Texans. So yeah, Maybe don't do that. You, that you still mind. have a chance to not let that happen. Yeah, so pay, pay attention. Don't, don't be a part of that history. Pay attention. We we want to like you, Houston Texans. Oh, well, we'll like you're you on the way. right path. Look, we will like You've you. Got way. One of my favorite coaches of all time. Whether so. or not we laugh at you. That's, we are laughing. Yeah, we are laughing. Because, you know, let's face it. We can't help it. You do it to yourself. Last time somebody did what you guys are about to do, I don't think I was even alive yet. If I was, I, I was, I was, you know. What's the saying? You played yourself. <laughs> there you go. Now, speaking of the Texans, sort of. Deshaun Watson's return to practice happens today. I mean, tomorrow. I'm sorry, tomorrow. I get my days off. So they play next week, right? Uh, yeah. So next week is... Wait, oh, you mean the, the Texans, Texans and, Brown? and Browns? No, no, no. I okay. think they're about three weeks away still. Okay. So he still has a... F- he yeah. still has, he's still a month away from actually coming back. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, but this is the first steps. Uh, when he'll, he'll have him out there reacquainting him, uh, calling plays, getting the offense, in and out of the huddle on pace. He's been in meetings for the past month. Let's hope he looks better than the, he did in the preseason. Let's hope he keeps his hands off the masseuse. Let's just hope he goes away forever someday. Or that. Now, the there, there's a, there is some word that he's getting some, albeit... Uh, so minimal practice reps with the first team offense this week. He'll that'll acclimate him back to the group. Sure, that makes sense. Um, get the group acclimated back to him. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, his return in twenty days as we're looking. So so just under three weeks until the return at NRG Stadium against his Houston former Houston Texans. I yep. should say. Now here's a question. Uh, I'm curious if is it going to be in Houston? Yeah, it'll be an NRG. I wonder if it's going to be sold out. I'm very so curious just, if any, just so they can rain booms down on the guy. Texans fans are actually wanting to go for the game or just to see Deshaun Watson. I know some Texans just fans so you can boo who, who Deshaun Watson. Who probably going to show up at the out. game just in hopes they can catch a guy in an alley somewhere. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> I mean, you know, look, he he hasn't he hasn't endeared himself to the fans or the league in That's general. That's that Peaky Blinders on you, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so uh, here's a question: The Browns right now three and six. Do you think that there's any chance that they'll be in contention at all at any point by the time Watson comes back? Uh, they got who, Buffalo next week. Mm-hmm. They're going to host a, all of a sudden warming up Bucks week after that. As they split that, they get back. Now Watson's back at four and seven, mm-hmm. right? So 
theoretically, they got a shot then. I can't see the Bills losing three in a row. I can't either. And that's that's where they're headed against it, the lowly Browns. So I would hope and pray that that doesn't happen. Um, I think the Bucks are a much better team than the Browns as well. So I don't see them winning that game. That could be, I mean, that could be a fluke thing. You know, maybe I could just feel even worse about myself seeing the Bucks lose to the Browns after beating the Seahawks in Germany. Uh, what was the third game? Uh, well, then that that's going to be Houston. Oh, then it'll be Houston. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't. That that might be interesting. Listen, I think the the Browns, Deshaun. Why don't Why don't you just go ahead, put your feet up, and get ready for twenty twenty three? Yeah, because you could just be forget about it. Three and eight at that point. It will be, and the, your best you'll is go to f- go yeah. is to win six in a row. You'll beat You'll beat Houston because everybody does. Yeah, but you're not going to win six in a row. I don't think. Yeah. Ooh, tough to be a Browns fan. I'm so sorry. Not. I bet Baker Mayfield's glad he's not there anymore. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm just about to say, well, then I'm going to... I mean, he is going to start, start yeah. but I mean, he did also start his way out of that job, and then P.J. Walker then did the same thing. So can you really be that excited? Yeah. That's what happens when you can't balance your swag. That's why I can't believe that the Panthers weren't involved in the trades in the trade for Deshaun, especially because we know it's it's a fact that that owner... Is the richest owner in the NFL? He is. He's got money. Yes. That team has money. Yes. And this is where they're at. Yeah. Giving away their best players. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, but I mean, Deontay Foreman looked great in his place. They got lucky. Who cares if if he keeps playing like that? Who cares? Christian, who? If if he keeps Foreman keeps playing like that, who cares? They made a good call. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. I'm I'm just saying. They're they're playing a dangerous game here, my friend. They are. That they are. Uh, Jerry Jones. Defending uh, Dak Prescott over Never questions, short of words. over questions as to whether or not he's the weak link on the Cowboys. Mm, interesting. Uh, and Stephen A. Smith of ESPN also among the critics, uh, claiming that that Prescott not living up to the hype and the Cowboys not getting their money's worth for him. You do realize that him and and Jerry Jones are actual friends. Right? Oh, they are. They are. They are definitely. He confirmed it on in this interview. I yeah, didn't, I didn't it, keep it, but that it, interview there on uh, on one hundred five one hundred five through the fan this morning. Uh, I can say that's uh, uh, not correct. Uh, the uh, uh, the reason that uh, not the reason that's unfair to Dak and fair to all the other players on the team, but the strength that I look at of our chance to win a championship is Dak and his leadership at that position. Uh, but his leadership, but because he plays that position, let me say it that way. And so uh, I would not, uh, and he didn't expect me to, I'm sure, but I, I don't think that's accurate. Uh, that Dak brings us uh, uh, the separator. Uh, but now, the, does that mean that Dak's going to b- 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 win every game or make every comeback or every key situation? Uh, you can answer that one. Of course not. But by the same token, if you were constructing the possibility of competing for uh, a Super Bowl, uh, I would start on this team. I would start right there with Dak. He's that integral to us really being able to have the year we want to have. You ever just want to tell Jerry to clear, clear do clear throat? Uh, yeah, clear and, it. Uh, just go uh, <clears throat> and be uh, done with it. Uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, the the uh, uh, separator. Uh, Dak brings us a separator. 
Look, I think that's a little overblown. I think Stephen A is just trying to get a rise out of people, and Stephen it's working. A's being Stephen A doing Stephen A, Stephen a is things. doing what he is paid to do. Manny being Manny, right? Exactly, one hundred percent. I I found this uh, I found this an interesting like why why they would even write this uh, the Pro Football Talks write up of this. They say Prescott hasn't taken the Cowboys to a Super Bowl since joining the team in twenty sixteen. Well, who has? <laughs> like who has, dude? Like I mean, you call him out for that? Troy Aikman. Yeah, I mean, was that nineteen ninety six? Yeah, was it's the been last a while. Time? And and five. Let's you know. Let's go back pre Prescott days. They still weren't going to the Super Bowl. Look, they had their best chance in the the last time they played Green Bay in the playoffs when the catch no catch by Dez. Mm-hmm. That was their chance to go to the the pff, World Series, uh, the Super Bowl. And again, way better by the way. I will go down saying this: that was a catch. It was. It was one hundred percent a catch in Green Bay. They would have won that game. They would have gone to the Super Bowl, and I think they would have won it, too. That was their chance, man. The refs took it away from them. More bad officiating. Deciding Trust me. Games. I know how that feels. Oh, yeah? You're a Seahawks fan? 2005, cough, cough. Super Bowl 50, cough, cough. I remember cough. something about that. The ref coming out and saying, cough, cough. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have called those plays. Cough, cough. I'm but so you're not sorry. still bitter about that, cough, Dude, cough. Dude, he did that like six years later. <laughs> I go to hell. <laughs> Nobody, yeah, no respect up there in the in the pack northwest. In Egypt, and, that's, yeah. e- that's the Egypt of America, Apple Land. Yep. Uh, but listen, as long as the guy who's writing your check has faith in you, your job's probably Amen. secure. So I, right. I don't think I don't think we have to worry about Dak going anywhere. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, apparently, if you really, the, the Cowboys uh, stumbling a little bit, a little bit. The Eagles lost though. Cowboys actually still are in it. Didn't hurt. So entering last night, they, they were, obviously the Eagles are the last, the lone undefeated team. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people have been questioning kind of the legitimacy of that goose egg, uh, quality of opponents. Commanders uh, at, at home, certainly losing to them, certainly not going to dispel right. a lot of that. Right. Uh, but the Cowboys hit inter week, uh, week 11 in third place behind the Eagles and the Giants. They get the G men on Thursday, right? Uh, they could sweep them this season. And what's more, a, a win against the Giants, keep, uh, it keeps the Cowboys only one loss in the division. Look, just keep winning. That's that, all you can do at this ultimately point. Ultimately, that's, that's what you got to If you want to control your own destiny, you just have to keep winning. It's as simple as that. Right, and, and everything else will take care of itself. You don't have to worry about scenarios or none of that. Just keep winning, especially if you're, you're still sitting. You're only sitting at three losses. Yeah, so it, it, it could be worse. You still have a couple games to kind of lose and still be all right. Absolutely, and 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 Philly still has a couple games to, to blow everything. Exactly. Uh, here's more on that from Jerry Jones. I don't know that it does that, but it just reminds me again, uh, which I don't need reminded, just how uh, uh, even this thing is, just how, I'm not going to say hard one more time, but just how competitive it is in the NFL. Uh, you know, uh, there's 75,000 football players playing in college out here right now, uh, this year. Uh, we'll draft about 400 of them, 500 of them. There'll be 150 left in about two, two and a half years out of the 75,000 or so that are playing out there today. Those guys won't be out on that field unless they're hellacious football players. And boy, when you got that makeup that you're playing against, you got a chance to, uh, uh, you got a chance to come out of there disappointed. That's how it does the other night. So there you go. That's how Jones feels about Dallas right now with the with the Philly loss. Not, uh, Jerry, it, it, Jerry never in the long run, concerned. this isn't going to hurt that bad. Not as long all. as you keep winning, as long as you keep playing how you've been playing all year, and you keep winning, you're going to be just fine. Absolutely, that's, that's, that's it. So again, you're gonna have you're gonna play yourself out of the playoffs if you keep wor- if you worry about it so much. Yeah, just win. That's right. That's it. That's right. So easy.
Armchair quarterback alert! Real quick connection to the Cowboys. You know, they've been talking a lot of game about Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. He's suing Nike. He uh, posted uh, posted last night. Uh, he he's, says that uh, he was extremely disappointed that Shoe Apparel's company not to honor its obligations and promises. Uh, apparently uh, saying it didn't honor its commitments to its partnerships with him. Uh, going back to a contract deal signed in 2014. I would assume it's because he's not on a team. He wanted to and go. Why would they? Why would they be? You know, endorsing a guy who's not even playing. It's not that he wanted to go to Adidas. Nike says, "I will match whatever they pay." He says, "Okay," and then he says they never came through with it. He, he could have gotten uh, it with Adidas. Nike said, "Come with us, stay with us." He did, and then he says they never came. Well, through. damn, then he may have a so, case. So there you go. All right, uh, that's the latest from uh, OBJ. And hopefully hope we don't hear anything from else him. from him yes. until he decides where he wants to go. Please coming up here on the bullpen. An ex-MLB player, one time uh, considered to be one of the best in the game, going to be uh, pleading guilty, federal charges, lying about illegal sports bets. Also, tossing away the uh, Quinn Ewers mullet. A lot, people, a lot of people aren't happy with him still. Really? So we'll get into more of that as okay. well as we talk a little Longhorn football here in the bullpen. 512 is the number. We'll be right back. The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. That's right. This is the Bullpen. He's Brandon. I'm Patrick. Woo! Our number is 512 if you want to weigh in on anything. Uh, so some news out of Major League Baseball. Former Major League Baseball player and once considered to be one of the best in the game, Yasiel Puig. Uh-oh. Agreed to, agreed to plead guilty to a federal charge for lying to law enforcement about sports bets he made uh, with an illegal gambling operator, according to documents unsealed just this week uh, by the U.S. Department of Justice. Oh, no. Now, before we get into this, what happened to Yasiel Puig? Like, was he not supposed to be like the second coming of Christ for baseball? I mean, technically, he reached a peak that was really him. He was a very good player, yeah. But... And then he just likes like he just couldn't he plateaued. Yeah, he he plateaued and it was a nosedive from there and he bounced around the league for a bit, but yeah, he's been out of the league for a while now. I think he went to uh an inter- international league. Somewhere. He did. He did. Uh one one of my favorite things that Puig ever did was in the 2017 World Series against the Astros when he pitched a fit the, over there in right field. Yeah. And the Astros took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Right, so he was he was throwing a little hissy fit. The Astros were doing the Astros thing. Well, we know how that worked out. but Then uh, that's probably another reason, one of many reasons why he's not in the league. He had a bad attitude. He did. Uh, and that was pretty consistent throughout his time when he first got there. Uh, so he now plays professionally in South Korea. Oh, okay, South Korea. Wow. Yeah, uh, I believe he went on initially to play down in Mexico. Okay. I think he was down in Mexico City, and then he eventually moved on to South Korea. I think he signed a $1 million, $1 million contract there to play in South Korea. By the way, over there in, in, in Asia, they have some wild baseball games. Yeah. Wild. They're fun. They're oh, my God. I, 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 that's on my bucket list of things to do before. Did I you got. watch it on MLB Network around 2020 when they canceled? Yeah, the, the that's when I first MLBs saw it. or almost canceled it. And a lot of those, uh, that's Korea. And, 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 yeah, the, the KBO League. The KBO, that's mm-hmm. what it was. And they're they're just they're all they're dancing around they're all dressed up they're chanting I mean these is not things you see in major league ballparks yeah. and it was just so much fun man quality of the game maybe a little lesser but certainly you make up for it in, in the, the the fan energy I want to know and if any re- anyone remembers this name Deho Lee I do not he was with the Mariners for one year and he was super fun to watch he was just this. He's like probably, I mean, granted, this is a uh, Korean man. He was probably like 6'4", like three, almost 300 pounds, and the dude could probably hit the ball out of the ballpark. 
and now he's an MVP over in that league again. Yeah, he left he left MLB to go back to KBO and became a an MVP. I think more than once too. It probably worked out for him. Better it's just for him, I just remember watching those. It's just they make it fun going to ball games. Yeah, you know, here it is fun, but. It's very it's it's kind of very skewed subdued, your, subdued and yeah, muted. what you think fun is if you want to sit in the beer garden with all the tweeners and and whatnot, or if you just want to enjoy the view in the bleachers, or if you actually want to sit down and watch the game. But these guys get like interact, they jump. It's like going to a soccer game. Nine straight. It's like innings. going to an Austin FC game. Yeah. Now one of, the, one of the things though I, I will always uh, hold very sacred about baseball is you can sit there and you watch a four hour game with nothing happens, and then all of a sudden. One single moment, and it makes it one of the best things you've ever seen. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what I love it's about baseball. Loud we don't get that too. Yeah, it's always sold out. Yeah, no matter how good or bad you are, they show up. So Puig, uh, Puig today pleading guilty to one count of making false statements. It's a crime that carries a maximum of five years in federal prison. He's also agreed to pay fifty-five k, uh, making his initial appearance in U.S. District Court today. But according to his plea, um, he began placing bets on sporting events in May 2019 through a third party who worked for an illegal gambling operation run by Wayne Nix, who. Some of you might know is a former, uh, fairly well-known minor leaguer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puig was down two hundred eighty-three thousand dollars to this to this gambling business run by Wayne Nix. He paid off two hundred thousand of it. Uh, he regained some access to this controlled uh, betting websites, and then he placed eight hundred ninety-nine additional bets on tennis, football, Woo! and basketball. That's from a lot. Uh, July to September of twenty nineteen. Damn. Didn't at no at no point here does he say many bets on baseball though. But, so why is he in trouble for doing that? Because this was not a, a an above board gambling operation. Okay. He's betting so he hundreds of thousands of dollars illegal with an illegal bookie. Okay, yeah, gotcha. uh, Nix has already pleaded guilty to conspiracy to operate an illegal sports gambling business and filing a false tax return. I, I respect the effort, though. Sure, yeah, <laughs> give it a shot, man. <laughs> Me, you know, you really you gave it a shot. Do what you can. Yeah. Whoops. So, uh, yeah. Probably shouldn't have got caught. That's the latest on Yasiel Puig. There. Good luck, my friend. Uh, Justin Verlander, free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't take long for him to return to the Astros last time, the first time that he was a free agent on a one-year $25 million deal. He negotiated that personally with Jim Crane. Mm-hmm. You would think with the success he's had in, in Houston, he might jump right back on it, but he has not. And this has opened up making him, I would argue, probably top three free agents. I think he's just testing the market. I just, I think I he wants he to see... Around. See the highest bid he can get, and then probably give Astros first, you know, first rights to him. I would hope after he would that. Do that. Yeah, I, you know, you're how? What do you say? He's thirty nine, right? Thirty nine, yeah. and is coming off a Cy Young season. He's Arguably his gone. best season ever. Yeah, including when he was just a kid so with the Tigers. He got twenty five mil for this season, correct? Yeah, and his qualifying offer was also twenty five mm-hmm. mil. So he wants more. Right. He doesn't want that because he got that with the season that he had. So he's going to expect probably thirty, which makes sense. It does. You, he deserves a raise. He, he just had one of the his best seasons ever. At some point, though, the the uh, the entire Verlander line has probably been set up for the next eight, ten generations, probably easily. Yeah. Uh, but Ken Rosenthal with the Athletic, he says uh, the delay very likely, as you're mentioning there. Verlander sees the potential for a very lucrative market to develop, big market clubs like Dodgers, Yankees, and Mets involved here. So there will be a bid, but I don't see I don't see why he'd go anywhere else. He just he wants to bring the best offer back to Houston. He's got a good thing there. And and I do not blame him whatsoever. And a team that could do something that's not been done ever this century, and that's win back-to-back World Series. Giddy up. Isn't that crazy? We're 22 years into this thing, and nobody's gone back-to-back in the World Series in the 2000s. Damn. I mean, that just shows the parody in this league. Absolutely. Right? I like that. I don't want to see repeating teams. I don't need to see the Yankees seven times 
in in a ten well, years so span or whatever that. it was. Nobody wants that. Or the Red Sox the constantly being there. It's like being in the college now, football. Don't, hey, wait, wait, wait. I know. Don't I'm, talk crazy. But don't. All right. You understand. All right. I do, I do. Yeah. I exactly. Why you're not fighting back? But you know what I mean. It's like when you see the same. T- you want to see more of that, and it's hard in free agency because most of these teams have a higher advantage because they can pay for them. Now, listen, I know you, so I'm translating this as I want more of a chance for my Mariners to get there. That's what I'm hearing coming from you. I don't like this because the Mariners stand less of a chance with dynasties. No. (laughs) No, not at all. Not one bit. I'm just saying I would like to see teams like Cincinnati back in it because they were a fun team to watch. Okay. You know, the Miami Marlins. I want to see teams that we rarely ever see good. I want to see them competing. And I think we could. I think we definitely could, especially with the with the balanced schedule next year. I think we might be able to see some better teams because you get to play everybody. Well, a lot of a lot of guys uh, going free agent that that have helped the Astros get to where they were this year. Yuri Yuli Gurriel being one of them. However, Isn't he like forty now, Gurriel isn't he pretty old? I, don't think I kept he's hearing quite that old, but he's that he didn't have the job originally, and they wanted to give it to Mancini because of his age and his could declining be. numbers. But well, look who they're targeting the now. Series, so go figure. Well, guess who they're targeting right now? First base. Uh, who? Anthony Rizzo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To Houston, huh? Uh, yeah. Assuming oh, he doesn't accept some, you know, the, the I guess the the Yankees are offering a one year, twenty million dollar qualifying offer. Uh, Astros are also considering he is not worth twenty mil by no, the way. No, so he's, he's going to take that. Astros also considering longtime first baseman of the White Sox, Jose Abreu, and they haven't ruled out a reunion sure. with Yuli Gurriel yet. I, I, I'd, I'd probably, if I was an Astros fan, feel more comfortable with Gurriel coming back because he's been with you. He knows your team. They have the chemistry. When you bring in a new guy, I mean, I'm sure they they're all friends. I get it, and especially you see that especially at an All Star game, everyone's always sitting with with their buddies from d- different teams, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I and I don't think Jose Abreu is as good as he once was. He's not as good as he once was. Let me tell you the best reason. It. I don't know if it's worth it. The absolute greatest reason that the Astros could sign Anthony Rizzo, it would strengthen the Astros and absolutely weaken the Yankees. <laughs> sure. And and he'd still have a short porch and right. And and a short porch and left. Everybody knows that the Bronx calls Houston daddy right now. Everybody knows that. So you so you add you just rub salt in the wounds. Let's go ahead and take let's take Anthony Rizzo and hey, let's throw whatever money we can get to get Aaron Judge too. Won't happen, but could you imagine that lineup? Just suspending disbelief that they wouldn't have to get rid of anybody else. I'd love to hear from a Yankees fan after that comment. Yeah? Bring it on. Bring it on, dude. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. Yeah. I'm a Red Sox and Astros <laughs> fan. You think I'm afraid of you? Oof. Come on. Oof. Uh, no. I heard Fairweather in there somewhere. <laughs> Fairweather? <laughs> I grew up in Houston. I know. I mean, in Austin. I, you're as, allowed, as a Houston You're fan. allowed to like more than one team. It's a, it's a thing. I get it. Listen, one of my teams did pretty well. The other one, I mean, it was pretty much the absolute polar opposite. Yeah. The Astro, uh, Astros. Did they finish last? Red yeah, Sox? They, won't, they were horrible. They, they, won't, they won't finish last next horrible year, I guarantee it. East. They'll probably be good again next year because that's just how it is. Did you see this video making the rounds on social media? Shifting gears now over to, to Longhorn Nation. There's uh, this gal. She was, uh, her name, I, I think SI did a write-up on her. It was Lauren Cowling. She's a content creator for Book It Sports. Big Texas fan. She's gone viral with some other funny videos. And after the game, she had this big Quinn Ewers mullet. And she took it off and just Nolan Ryan this thing <laughs> against the wall. Oh, no. Not happy at Aww. all. Echoing quite the sentiment that I think a lot of Longhorns fans. Justified or not feel right now maybe they're just taking out their frustration on quinn yes but i got to tell you this reminds me 
of 2013 when Houston Texans fans were going to the store to buy Matt Schaub jerseys just so they could throw them in a, da- a dumpster and take video of setting it on fire. Mm-hmm. I, I love this. I still have my Russell Wilson jersey. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I still got it. Why don't you set it on fire? I don't want to set it on fire. <laughs> Those things are expensive, man. Damn. I know. I don't have a jersey tree in my backyard that I can just pluck down and just put on whatever player I want on it. Would be nice, though, having a jersey tree. Would be nice. Although I'm always like, I'd rather have a money tree. I've always tree. looked goofy in, in NFL jerseys. NHL jerseys, I can't rock those. Even MLB the jerseys. The sweater, you really can't good. rock the sweater? Nah, really? They just do. They just, I don't know. They just they're, look, com- they're comfy they're now. The older ones were uncomfortable. These are comfortable. If you get up in the right climate, they're, they're they great. have the same texture as an NFL uh, jersey now. Yeah. So. I can't really rock an NBA jersey either. The, 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 the tank top <laughs> things never no, work for me. Me neither. I have a couple, but I, yeah, I wear them in the comfort of my own home. So uh, I, I was flipping through Burnt Orange Nation, Orange Nation today, and here's the headline. Texas football could still qualify for the Big 12 championship. Now, you're going to have to have the stars align. A lot of stars align. But if West Virginia beats Kansas State, Oklahoma State also would need to lose at least one more game. Longhorns would be, uh, have to win back-to-back wins, close out the regular season. And that's how you find them in the Big 12 championship. I mean, you got to respect. Man. You got to respect the, the hope. What are coming we s- out of Burn Orange Nation yeah. here? They, well, they're not. Do, they're holding on to hope. What do we say about conference games? They all beat up on each other. Of course, it is definitely not out of the realm of possibility. I can get on that Kool Aid. I can get on that train. They. they oh, it's, it's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. It's it not really is. Happen. It could happen though. It really could. That is well, not. It those could. are not there, out of the realm scenario. of possibilities for Texas winning out. Kansas State winning or losing one game where they shouldn't. I will, they're going. I, although I feel like they already did. They're going Texas. to where Manhattan? Is it is it Manhattan, Manhattan. this weekend against Kansas? Or is it Lawrence? no? That's uh, Lawrence. Yeah, it's Lawrence. Lawrence. I'm sorry. Lawrence Manhattan against is Kansas State. State. Or against Kansas. Yeah. Sorry. I was getting my Lawrence, towns mixed up. Texas. Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence, Kansas. Thank you. All right. All right. So they got they got to get. Now I'm confused. They got to get through Kansas and Baylor. I think they can do that. I like their chances against Kansas. I don't know. I, I, Baylor is the wild card here as far as I'm concerned. Kansas lost their starting quarterback. They're playing decent, but they're not playing to their how they were in the beginning of the year. Baylor, I don't know what the hell happened to them, but I, I you still, shouldn't be afraid of these next two I'm opponents. I'm not afraid of Baylor. You I, should I just, be able just to, something about that matchup that, that's stuck in my head of watch out for these guys. Again. There's, just a, there's a gut thing. I've been wrong most of the time this year, so I'm probably wrong here too. Just like just the same. just like the Cowboys went out, and everything else will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do is win. This is a moot point if they don't win out. Right. If they lose next week, it's 100 percent over, and then you can start putting Sark back on the hot seat. Probably good about it. Forget about it. Uh, so <clears throat> we have uh, the kickoff times announced though. The last two games uh, finish out the season. Horn's going to hit the road. Take on the Jayhawks uh, this weekend. It looks like that's 2.30 p.m. Okay. on Saturday. Uh, and then the final game of the season against Baylor, uh, November 29th, kickoff 11 a.m. here in Austin. Your fi- first and last game are 11 a.m. So yeah. How about that? Yeah, first and last. And you don't like those 11 a.m. games much, do you? You, you uh, prefer the, the later, later days, early afternoons? On the West Coast, I wouldn't like it, but it's not so bad. 11 o'clock is not so bad. I'm always up. I'm such a morning person now anyway. Yeah. I'm always up around 7.30, 8 o'clock every morning. It. You don't like it? I I, to it. me, man. Actually, my cat best time of the day is before the sun comes up. Six a.m. Yeah, so that's when I'm usually up. But then I can usually fall back asleep because I lock my cat out. Just a few hours of peace before the sun comes up, and I'm responsibility. Well, not on weekdays because I'm here before 
anyone. Most Marines yeah. have gotten up. But yeah. You crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, I, I saw you like the Longhorns' chances this weekend against Kansas. I am not. A, I'm just telling you as an outside Longhorn, outsider Longhorn fan, I'm not afraid of these next two opponents. I think we can get a bounce back game for most of these guys. Lean on your running backs. I will tell you, please. If uh, if if they win both games, I won't be surprised. If they lose one of these two, I also will not be surprised. If they win both of these games without Bijan's help, I will be shocked. That, yeah. That's where I'm at at this point. Yeah, you got to take pressure off your quarterback, and it's clear he's not fully ready to be the guy yet. But he he that, that doesn't mean he won't. I'm just saying right now you got to lean on your guys. And those are your running backs Fair and your enough. wide receivers. Fair enough. Uh, that's about it for us. Real quick, Texas Longhorns basketball have moved up in the AP poll following the first week. Number 11 All right. team in the nation they right now. They moved up one. And they're head to, set to take on Gonzaga tomorrow. First big test. Good. Gonzaga also undefeated. Good luck with that. Good luck to you, fellas. Yikes. Absolutely. Appreciate you sticking around with us today here in the bullpen. Brandon Elkins and Patrick Osborne with you once again. We'll be back tomorrow. Stick around. Paul Feinbaum coming up next. See ya. See ya.